Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 210th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by APIT.net and those sexy, sexy legends over at Audio Technica. And I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, the Kate Bishop to my Iron Man. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ellie Hart. How are you doing today, Miss Ellie Hart? What's going on? Not much. They don't link up, do they? <laughs> like, really? Not really. But I know I know you're a bit fond of the bishop, so I thought I'd just a uh, yeah. little hat tip there. And um, I didn't you really know where I Iron was Man? going. <laughs> I thought, I'd, I don't know if I'd have superpowers, and I don't know who I'd see myself more as, and he just was the first one that came to mind. Like, mm. I've been playing a lot of Black Widow in Avengers, but I'm like... Do I want to gender bend this thing up? I'm like, nah, we'll just we'll just go this way for now. It's so funny it too, because I actually have no interest in the character of Black Widow, like both in cinema, comics, video games. I'm just not intrigued by her whatsoever. But then again, yeah. I like Kate Bishop and she's very much like the other Hawkeye, where it's just mm-hmm. like she's really good with ours. Mm. But she's sassy. Yeah. That's a good superpower. Yeah, yeah Widow Widow's got a little bit of sass. I I, th- I think I just like that sort of cold war russian double agent type of situation i've always been a big fan of of that kind of stuff outside of the comic book world like i love those espionage films and tv shows with Mm. you know um swerves and backstabs and double crosses and stuff and and obviously she epitomizes that so yeah but anyway i've been playing a lot more avengers this week yeah finished campaign i guess first things first you know, we were talking about the Metacritic score of currently of 72 last week, and I said, nah, it's about an 8 out of 10 or an 80 if we're going Metacritic rules. I think it's probably more in line with 75 is where I'm at, where I've settled on. Oh, what happened? Uh, like, uh, lo and behold, after after recording and I, I smashed out the campaign uh, sort of that afternoon, we were talking, you know, oh, about the, the people saying that there's been been glitches in the game or, you know, frame rate drops and things. And I was like, oh, I haven't had any of that. Yeah. Literally 20 minutes into the game afterwards, it was like, bam, bam, bam. Here's some frame rate drop. Here's some weird glitch. Here's something like this. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, oh, I spoke too soon. So uh, it was just some fidelity uh, degradation was what lowered the score a little bit. And I guess maybe the repetitive nature of the game a little bit mm. too. But overall, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I wish there was a bit more variety on the boss types. I'm not going to say anything more about that as I want to avoid spoilers, but thought the storyline was nice they fleshed out some good characters kamala khan is certainly the star of it i hate playing as iron man which is funny because i mentioned my yeah. iron man as myself <laughs> right off the jump so i probably should have thought ahead on that but uh just not a fan of flying characters in this game the flying mechanics just seem really really janky unless you turn the sensitivity up on the controls and then oh. then trying to aim you know you sneeze and then you're looking behind yourself type of thing <laughs> like so it's this weird fine line balancing act that i didn't quite perfect so as I said, yeah, been been maining as as Black Widow because she's just agile. She can traverse with a little grappling hook. She's got pistols. She's got some really cool hand to hand. Very agile. So uh, yeah, I just hit. I think I just hit level forty five with her last night. So 
I've been uh, been grinding. It's maxed at fifty, so mm. I've been grinding her uh, pretty pretty hard. <laughs> I wish, um, but yeah, I've been playing multiplayer. I was playing like with with John a bit this week, playing uh, with Jared as well, and also played with Benny last night. So been sort of uh, getting a little bit of multiplayer sprinkle. Mm-hmm. It's cool, and it feels like, and it's something that we all agreed on when we were sort of playing during the week. It feels like early Destiny, like as far as the online, like where. OGD1, when it first came out, wasn't completely fleshed out, but you could sort of see where they want to take it, if that makes sense. Like, you could see the the bones are there, and then the, the subsequent expansions when they came out was when the game really took shape. I think that's what could potentially happen with the Avengers, where they get some more variety in for endgame expansions and storylines and bring more enemies in and just flesh out this world a bit more. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, because, like... Like, I'm going to say again, it has to be one of the most boring games to watch on Twitch. So, (laughs) I I don't, like, unfortunately, like, like there's some games where, like, it might be great for the player, but to watch as a viewer, it's just boring, I guess. So, like, every time, like, I feel bad because, like, sometimes people have just been playing and I'm like, well, I don't want to watch this. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. Sorry. Checked out. Um, yeah, like, I get that. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say it like this because it sounds very sour. But the with the consistent um, amount of things of people telling me about how the game feels repetitive, the game, you know, it's been glitching, it's been, you know, corrupted on some people, like, it's full that, like, completely shut down on some people while playing. But then there's these other people that just have amazing things to say. Oh, it's a fantastic game. It's the best game. I can't stop playing it. I'm like, is this like rose-tinted glasses kind of thing? Like, are are people just like, are they Marvel fans and they just don't want to say that the game's shit? Or are they just having a completely different experience? Because, like, sometimes it really feels like there's a good majority of us who just don't want to play. So we're we're on that, obviously, side of the um, spectrum. But, like... Then you have the people, the diehard fans, who I think, like I said, are in rose-tinted glasses saying that this is the best game ever. And then I guess there's the other people that are just in the middle, like, I think I'm enjoying it, but then there's I've got problems with this and stuff. So it's been really hard to kind of feel out whether this game is good. Yeah, I think like I'm in the, the middle to upper, I guess you could say. Like, I love Marvel, so don't get me wrong. Like, there's there's certainly probably a little tick in that column to to soften any any blows from the game. But yeah, the the game loop is repetitive and in essence, like as I said, going back to like a Destiny, when you are doing a lot of shared quests in Destiny, you know, it's go here, kill a certain amount of enemies, you know, secure this area, stand in a certain area, capture this zone. So there is a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, The environments are varied. The enemy types are pretty similar for the most part, just like in a Destiny, you've got a, you know, a couple of core races that then have a few little, little subsects. So you've got stuff like that in there. Uh, but I think I'm just trying to be optimistic, thinking that they've got this big ambitious rollout now that the game's released with with free DLC allegedly, like it's all free with all these new characters coming out, and then they're all going to have their own addition, additional storylines and stuff. So I'm hoping we get a lot more storytelling in the future. Uh, the weird thing to me is a lot of the end game missions actually run longer and have more meat on it than some of the campaign missions. So that kind of took oh. me by surprise. Some of the campaign missions, you just fly through it and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But in this one, you're like, 
fighting Taskmaster again and stuff like that. And the boss battle with him is one of the hardest in the end game than it was in the game. It's like in the mainline game itself. So mm. I think they're really focusing on what happens after you you finish the game and, and defeat the big bad. So I'm cautiously optimistic. But yeah, about, about a seven and a half, I think, is where I'm sitting. And I think that's a that's a pretty good score still. That, it's, you know, it's decent. It's not a bad game, you know. But yeah, I, it it's like I feel like a lot of people have said that the story was their favorite part. Like a lot yeah. of people really enjoyed the story. So I mean, if they're creating more story, then it sounds like it's possibly the right thing to do. I think so. Like I think this is going to be multi-year support. As I see, like what as I keep going back to, like a <laughs> like a Destiny, where they are looking for future years. Like this game is the base now, and then there might be the Avengers DLC that's paid in a year's time, which is a major expansion that you're buying to and da-da-da-da-da. So mm. I think that's what they're trying to set the table for. And if they can execute that well, I think it'll be pretty good. I think it'll be pretty good. It's just um, there is a couple of gripes with the online where depending on people's level in your party and if they've finished the, the mainline campaign, they'll let you join the party. But then when you try and start a mission, it just goes, ah, no, sorry, this, this character's like locked to some part of the story already. So like we found that oh. out with Benny because he's sort of well behind Jono and I. And instead of it just saying, hey, you can't do this mission, select another one, it tries to put you in and then it just freezes the game up and you pretty much got to reload. No way. So that that type of stuff is a real pain in the ass. We copped that a few times last night. Uh, it got to the point where we were just like, All right, Benny, you be the uh, the party leader and you pick the missions because that way we know it's going to work. But when it yeah. was Jono and I trying, it was just jam up, quit, restart. And it got really, really frustrating. So that was a pain in the ass. The matchmaking was a real pain in the ass. But outside of that, once you're in it, it's cool. Synergizing your abilities and stuff. It's like, <clears throat> you feel like a superhero. Since we like to make comparisons to Destiny with this game, Destiny has the same kind of thing with that, where it's like if maybe certain people within your party were in a particular light level, but there wasn't any like hookup issues. It was straight up like, can't someone in your yeah. team is shit. Um, yeah. Can't yeah. And that's that's one little thing like it feels like they rushed this game out to just get it out before next gen and get the hype going you think because just little things like that i think if they took a few more months in the dev cycle to iron out those little kinks and you just a little thing like that like you try and flag the mission you can't do it one of your party members gears too low it's like okay cool easy i'll pick something else like it seems like a simple fix like i know that's probably a lot of coding and and back-end like overhaul but just little things like that would improve the experience that much more has there been many patches since release? There's been, I think, two. I think okay. two. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I think they're going to be pretty active. Like a lot of studio studios involved in this and a lot of, a lot of people behind the scenes. And, and you watch those War Table uh, YouTube videos. They feel like they're committed to this for a long time. So I feel we're going to get some support and get these things ironed out. And maybe in like a 12 months time, this game could be, you know, singing and operating on all cylinders and really something special but right now it's just got a couple little warts but it's good enjoyable mindless beat em up fun really well that's all you need yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but i um was cracking into a bit of tony hawk pro skater one plus two uh last weekend as well got into that uh finished i've only finished i think the first five or so skate parks like i've 100 percented the first five and then i'm like yeah it's, that's good enough for now i'll get back to it later so how quickly did you do that um over the weekend over the weekend like 
I smacked out a few really quick. I got a few really lucky runs in, like here and there. I think the biggest struggles was often like the secret tape or then like, you know, grind or find five certain things. So some of those ones were the, the tougher ones, but mm. the single long tricks or getting a certain score, I'd usually just either try and find a bowl and then just pop tricks in there all the time or just long grind rails where you can sort of chain manuals in and reverts and stuff to to get big combos. So I yeah. can't find the bloody score bells to save my life. Like I've found, I think, have I found four? But like, I just can't get them all. And I don't want to look up the walkthrough. I can tell you, like, won't expl- step it through to you now, but I'll, I'll tell you about it offline because yeah, that was one that, that stuck me too. I'd it's... find four and couldn't find the fifth, but okay. I know where they all are. Well, I might, like, because like I said, I'm not trying to, like, look at walkthroughs. I'm trying to, like, <laughs> go back to my memories of yesteryear, which is apparently failing. Um, but the, sh- the short version is the keep... fifth one is up on the building where you get one of the, the stat points. You know how you got to sort of get up on a roof to a stat point? Oh, fuck. Is it up there? It's is up that... there on the wall, yeah. That, that'd be the one I reckon you got stuck on because I couldn't yeah. find that one for ages. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'm not getting that bell. Um, yeah. All right. But it's cool. Sense. It's cool. I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying the customization, making ourselves. Like, we're going to put off a little montage of ourselves and our respective skate <laughs> avatars uh, this coming week just to see the similarities and if we've sort of nailed our, our pseudo skate realism, like... Sadly, we've all got the same body frame. Uh, we can't adjust uh, height, and, height and width sides. Yeah, so we're all running the same spindly frame. I look like a, a drawn-out smacky of myself, really, just because I'm this wiry, skinny dude with unkempt hair and a beard. So, mm. But it's cool. I like the I like the customization. I like that you can select your special trick straight off the jump. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and then any that you have already unlocked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've uh, my, my go-to is the pizza guy. Obviously, because I, I have that, pizza. yeah, yeah, that, and then I've got like a backflip and some grinds and things, but it's just good fun. Mm. Just the nostalgia itch on that is so real. Like it feels <laughs> like I've transported myself back to the nineties, and I'm just young Brendan in his ADOs or his DCs, thinking he's a mad skater. I, I was like when I was playing it last, I just remembered that like the sounds. Like, did they re-record the um, skaters' voices and stuff? To, I think like, they did. It feels a little different, right? It does. And I keep on apologizing to Chad. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, dude. Oh, sorry. That Old man like Chad. <laughs> sorry, Chad. My bad. And then when I play as my character, I'm just like, ooh, like, that sounds like it hurt. Mm. How, do, how do you find that they've changed? Like, remember in the OG ones when you'd hit real hard, there'd be like a little blood pool on the ground, but now Was they've it? sort of... I'm pretty sure there was like, unless maybe I'm thinking of things and it was a different type of. It definitely skate didn't do BMX the glitch game. thing though, right? Yeah, it didn't do the cyber yeah. sort of like reload. Which I don't like. I actually don't like that. But yeah. um, yeah, I don't recall blood, but it could have been maybe a Nintendo 64 thing. So. Yeah, or maybe it was like a Matt Hoffman or one of the other games that were coming Possibly. out of that time. But I could have sworn there was a blood pile in in one of those games where you'd, if you'd eat it really hard. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of the glitch sort of respawn so to speak either Mm. and the last thing i've been playing before i I toss the mic back over to you is uh yeah thanks to thanks to 2k i've been playing a lot of nba 2k 21 so it's my (laughs) first foray into an nba game for the last couple of years and uh been focusing primarily on the my career where you make your make your your gaming self in in nba world and 
work your way through high school to college to the big leagues and get drafted. And it, it's a cool little storyline. It's got a couple of um, big name actors in there as well, uh, as they always like to sort of get cast into these little little situations. It's not a Spike Lee joint or whatever, that, uh, Spike Lee joint, sorry, that they did a couple of years ago. But the little narrative's kind of cool. But there's just this weird glitch that occurred in it. Like um, I was doing, doing the work on my way through, you know, you start as this... Uh, young young fella whose whose dad was a bit of a bit of a star. His dad passed away, and then you sort of came back to to the basketball scene really late. You were playing football for a while, so you're a bit raw. You work your way through. You get you know go to a college. You pick your college. Blah blah blah. But when it gets to the draft time, um, you get to pick which team to work out for. Na- naturally, I went with the Raptors, but I thought because they won last year, they'd be picking uh, you know last like thirtieth in the in the lot in the draft, mm. but uh, my rival, because you always have a rival in these things, as you know, you've got your guy that you're constantly going up at against throughout your entire career. He got picked first overall because he was a beast, but he got picked first overall by the Toronto Raptors. And then I got picked second overall by the Toronto Raptors. So we both got picked. We're both on the exact same team. Uh, the team that won the championship last year that should have been at the opposite end of the draft. So that was kind of weird for me where I'm like, um... Are you not paying any attention to the to the results last year that happened in the league here, which you usually do? And how are we both on the same team? How are we meant to be rivals now? We're on the same team. Like that part was really weird. So I'm like, mm, do I restart this? Because I don't like how this feels. Was this a weird glitch? <laughs> I uh, first of all, I've never really played in like an NBA 2K, especially a campaign mode. But the fact that the previous ones actually paid attention to like the previous year's like outcomes is actually mm. impressive. So I'm I'm actually pretty impressed by that. But having your rival on the same team. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem like it would work. Like what are you rivaling? Like who gets the most yeah. points? Yeah, maybe maybe we're fighting for who gets the most minutes. But like even after that, like we got drafted and there's been no like little cutscenes where it's like, yeah man, we're we're in the NBA now or whatever. It was just like we got drafted now we're just playing games. It's like, oh, okay. Cool. So all all this build up is gone. Like all this, like he's the most highly touted prospect in years. This this guy, I can't remember his first name, but his surname's Cobb, and he kills it. Like you verse him a few times in in matchups, and he's shooting from everywhere. And like in this game, obviously you start like at a sixty overall, pretty much. You start as a scrub, and you got to grind for everything. Like it's so hard to shoot and dunk and do anything. So you feel pretty pretty sort of hopeless at times on the court where this guy is just lighting it up. So maybe you grind he like your way. breaks his ankle or something and then you've got to take his place. Maybe, maybe. But just that part really jarred me and took me away from the game where I'm just like, maybe because you can, once you've done it the first time, you can just, um, if you start a new creative character, you can import that archetype again, but just skip straight to the NBA. So I'm going to try that and see if then it's going to plug him on another team and me on another team and see if that works. Because I want that. I don't want rivals on the same team on my team. Like, get out of here. This is my team now. Go away. <laughs> but that's me. But NBA has been fun. It's uh, tough because it is a pretty realistic simulation of basketball. So you can't just run in there and score 60 points and smash everybody. Like, it can be really tough fighting through screens and trying to get the shot and everything like so it is hyper realistic for anyone that wants a it's a fun sim for basket. It's not really for you. Grab like an NBA street or something like that. I was about to say, can you light the net on fire? Negative, negative. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, no boom shakalakas in this one. But, uh, What's the point then? Exactly, exactly. But that's me. What about you? What you been doing? I 
full confession, like I've been on the computer, but I've just been doing other stuff like editing uh, and all that sort of shit. So I've actually really haven't set aside much time for gaming. The one time I did was um, playing Curiosity um, of the Sims Star Wars. I wanted to see like what it was like and how much it was. Obviously didn't, you know, rub me the right way, but I was like, you know what? Do I still like Sims? Is Sims, like, is Sims still a game that I enjoy? So I loaded it up. It went in there. I went, like, non-existing, like, to my life characters. Because a lot of people, that you either make people that you know or you make just randoms. So I made mm-hmm. randoms. And then, yeah, started playing. Next minute, five hours later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still enjoy The Sims. I did cheat, though. I'm going to confess. Okay. Friggin mother Put some load. of them codes in. Mother loading 50,000, 50,000, 50,000. So um, I fucking love the design element of it. But then it's like once I press play and going through their lives, I'm just like, this is boring as shit. <laughs> I don't care about you people. Just let yeah. me build your world. Because then like, like, it's like you got to give them careers cause, or else it's really boring. Mm-hmm. And then then you've got to like up their, um, like the, t- the skills, their talents and everything like that. So... Um, that's probably the part where it gets like, I guess repetitive, but I guess that's what made time go by really fast because you're sitting there, you're trying to level them up and everything, but by golly, it is a time sink. So I don't know if I want to go back to that. Not even to go back and play some Star Wars DLC? I'm not going to buy into that. Like, I can't remember the last time I bought an expansion for Sims anyway. Um, so I, I don't think I'll be signing up to that. Um, and I don't think, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but there was actually, like, was it a competition show for Sims? There was, like, someone, they there was, like, a show where it was a competition where people competed against each other playing The Sims. Damn. No, I did not see this, but I need to. Maybe that's why, like, what really got me on to playing it. But, yeah, I definitely won't be going pro um, anytime soon. I'll just be sitting there looking bored at my characters, probably trying to make them <laughs> die. Do something! Do something! something interesting I come on also, sharon i think it also goes down to those games where it's like like you know we're all like cooped up at home you know everything's kind of glum so it's like i can live these like interesting lives and just you know mm-hmm. make cash happen right in front of me so maybe it's that kind of fulfillment that like yeah that's the best way like best reason to actually play this game yeah, it's like fuck you jeff you think you're so cool with your job and your no <laughs> lockdown laws you can go out to whenever you don't wear a face mask you don't have to worry about social distancing fuck you jeff yeah and i have a fishing hole at the back of my house and i don't oh, like yeah. it i don't like oh, it get the really? fuck off my property yes <laughs> people just go on my go on my land and go for a fish oh like it's not like a like a riverina or anything like it's just a, a round hole where people can go fish or oh, no, is it like no. just like, backing like, onto like a it's river like a, it's like a river it's like okay. a, the river's behind my house but then there's obviously this little section which is a fishing point and everyone just fucking rocks up to my house and just stands there and fishes and i, I like my privacy please so i had to can like build like off? a giant fence yeah but they still get in you know like sims law where it's like mm, you can't block everyone and then they mm-hmm. just like teleport so Got a fish. Fish has got a fish, you know. This damn game. I almost thought about making an eight bit one. I'm like, this could be like next level psycho, where I just put people from eight bit in the house and see how that turns out. I would love that. I would love that. I'd watch that. <laughs> put that on that Sims Sims reality show. Oh, yeah, that tournament that, one. Oh, everyone would die. Ah oh, damn. It. 
Lived a good life. It's just a matter of how fast. (laughs) (laughs) Lived a good life. Just don't don't toss me in the pool and take the ladder out and put the cover over or whatever. Classic. Or put you in a room full of uh, fireplaces and take the door out. Yeah, don't uh, don't do me that way. I don't want to drown or I don't want to burn to death. That's my only <laughs> requests, please. All right, I'll find other ways to kill you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Quick, quick and easy, please. Quick, quick, quick and easy, easy. maybe painless if you can make it as well. Oh god, I'm trying to think of all the other ways you can kill him. Malnourishment. Oh no, that's a. That's I guess a really slow one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe fire's the quickest. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to look up Sims deaths. Mm. That'll put me yeah. on the list. Yeah, just scrub your browser after that, yeah. just to be safe. Yeah. Um, and I actually started watching a show. I don't know if it's made it to Australia yet. It's um an NBC show, and it's called AP Bio. Mm-hmm. Um, I know nothing of this, so you're gonna have oh, to really? talk to me like I'm clueless. Yeah. Okay, so it's got um Glenn Howerton in it, who everyone would know from Always Sunny. Um, he plays Dennis. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just clicking and through oh. to have a look at it now too. I, I, that that like higher thing on my voice was like, is that his name? I always feel like I forget his name out of everyone's. Um, but yeah, he's essentially, he plays like, he was like a like a Harvard philosophy professor um, and um, someone from like the principal who's Pat Oswalt from this. I like, love him so much. Is He is just a gift to earth. He's such a sweet dude and he's actually really funny as well. So mm-hmm. everything he does, I seem to enjoy. Um, but he's like the principal of this like shitty little, not shitty, but it's like, you know, a little, a little high school. And, um, he manages to get, um, I'm going to keep on calling him Dennis, but like his character to, um, teach bio and it's, it's AP bio. So advanced placement bio. So it's all the nerds and all the people who are, you know, high achievers and stuff. Um, so he's, he taught philosophy, but he's going to be in a teacher to this bio class. And I know right now, like, it's a comedy. I promise it's a comedy. So he is, like, really cynical. He He's only doing it so he can get back with his ex-girlfriend and steal, um, a, steal a job from someone else. But so pretty much he goes in there and he it's just these interactions that he has with these students. And, like, within the first episode, he's like, now, I'll tell you what's not going to happen. You're not going to teach me any kind of lesson you know, we're not going to have some kind of bonding moment. I'm an adult. That's not going to happen. And obviously, that's essentially what happens throughout these episodes. Mm-hmm. But it's really dark. Like, the students have their own problems. There's this one chick in the class, and she's, like, super nerdy. And, like, one of the tasks... He gives the students tasks so he can, like, fuck over his best friend and his ex-girlfriend and everyone <laughs> like that. And, like, he, te- he teaches them how to catfish. So this really, really nerdy <laughs> girl like who you would not suspect she starts like going through her catfishing and like all the ways she just talks so dirty and she ends up becoming like the favorite of the class because she's so dark like she's like the (laughs) quiet one but she's like super dark but either way like each episode is like really fucked up he gets the students to do something really fucked up they're not happy that he's the teacher because they want to learn you know biology and they're not learning it but then there's usually like a lot of like contrasting things it's super funny it's like it's the reason why we watched it is because there's a service here called peacock great name yep um but it's because it's the nbc character oh it's a logo yeah 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 so um it's like a streaming service so i don't know if it's available in australia chances are probably not 
But um, yeah, this, the, the service is not. But this, this show would be something like I'm, I'm sort of doing a bit of reading on it at the same time. Like it's been out like it's three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been out a little while. So I reckon it'll be kicking on. Maybe it's on like the Comedy Channel here or something. Hopefully, like if you guys can get your hands on it, like the best way that I can describe it is this. I would say that there's some low level elements of community, obviously with the school environment, but also just like, you know, like really the the fucked up characters of like. Mm-hmm you know, schooling, like, you know, your drop kicks or the nerds or the, you know, people with like just no social skills whatsoever. Um, but it's also like, yeah, it's super dark, super funny. And it like, I, I watched the trailer for this probably about a year or so ago. And when I saw the trailer, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like I have no interest whatsoever. Um, and then like, I watched one episode. Okay. All right, watch another episode. And then I just fell in love with the students and just all these like interactions that happened. And it was, it's so good. So I, I don't know if you guys can get your hands on it, but um, AP Bio, just like if you want something that's like not heavy, but funny without like making you feel dumb as a person, like you know how sometimes comedies just make you feel stupid because you're like, yeah. why am I watching this? This is stupid. It's, not that it's just like easy watching dark humor and just like good background tv as well so okay i'll uh i'll chuck it on the chuck it on the list gonna watch uh episode four of the boys season i two knew you were gonna bring though, up the boys so. to point out so that i said yeah i'll totally watch the boys and then she goes and picks up another tv series mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and yeah, i'm, I'm half- on to you i'm wise <laughs> to your games <laughs> i'm halfway through season two of doom patrol as well that's almost finished and i'm super sad yeah, so. but uh, yeah, episode four of the boys would be out now by the time you listen to this. So get onto that because season three, uh, season two, those first three episodes everyone, were gems. Everyone fucking talks about it like it's like it's the shit. And like I don't know why. I don't know what's really preventing me from sitting there and just saying, okay, I'll watch first season. I don't know. Maybe because it's on such an obscure service, like it's not within my quick, you know, my quick clicks. Oh, okay. Like do you not, my, you've got, do you not have Amazon Prime? Oh, we have it. It's just not on my radar as something. Oh, okay. Like, you know how when you sit in front of your TV and you're like, what do I watch? And, you know, mm-hmm. usually your first thing is probably like Netflix, right? So. Yeah, okay. It's not okay. It's not there. <laughs> okay. It's just four icons down on the Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, it probably is like within yeah. like the next bar, but it's not there. It's not there. I click on Pluto TV before I click on Amazon Prime oh, wow. TV. Do you guys I've, have I've a Pluto? I've got one. I'd never heard of it. Maybe we do. I'll have a look. Like, there's so many apps. Like, because, yeah, thanks to you, I bought a, an Apple TV. Love my decision. Do not regret that at all. Fantastic. Best purchase I've made in God knows how long. Uh, all about it, using it religiously now. So thank you for that. But I'll, I'll have a look and see on the uh, the app store. No doubt we probably do have it on there. But what services does it translate to AU? I don't know. Mm. But one minor, completely unrelated bugbear. Ooh. is all these people that jump on these bandwagons just because it's now on Netflix, yet it's things that, like, us... Like, I'm not saying that we're the pioneers of, of generating the original hype trains, but, like, for example, people like All About Hannibal now, they're all about community, they're all about Cobra Kai now, all these shows that have been out for years, and now they've watched it on Netflix and like, oh, my God, have you heard of this? It's like... Yeah, you fuckhead. I told you about this show six years ago. I told you to watch it. Now that it's on Netflix, you think it's the best thing ever and you think you're so smart? Like, stop it. 
That really frustrates me. <laughs> Technically, I acknowledge that you had been telling me to watch Hannibal for so long. But then on the flip side, it as much like as fast as it was good to me, it got shit at equally as fast. So yeah, and and I'll admit to that. First season was perfection, <laughs> but like yeah, all these people and you see them on social media, like hey, have you heard of yeah, have you heard of Community or Cobra Kai? I'm like yeah, watched all the Cobra Kai stuff years ago. It was like a YouTube series yeah. and it was great. So I don't know if Co- was Cobra Kai accessible to everyone because you know how, yeah. how YouTube has their like I I always say it wrong and I don't want to refer to the the wrong YouTube because I think it's oh, fuck people are gonna know what I'm on about so I think it's called YouTube Red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube Red. That's over here too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're thinking of Red Tube. Which yes, is the that's porn. why I didn't want to say the wrong one. Or you porn, so you could have you could have got mixed oh, up. Oh, I would have been swinging a miss. <laughs> but yeah, red red tube is the uh, the naughty one. Yes, so they okay. tell me YouTube red. I thought it was like they have exclusives, like things are like only available to people who are subscribed to that. I am because mm. like I hate ads. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, I run it too. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's. Best best money spent. It used to also go towards my Google Music, but now fucking they want to get rid of that on me. Thanks, guys. But yeah, Cobra Kai. I didn't. I still didn't watch it. I still haven't watched it, even though like I absolutely adore everything to do with Cobra Kai, especially in the first Karate Kids. So mm-hmm. I love it. But um, I see what you mean. I definitely have seen just this fluctuation of people saying, "Man, Cobra Kai is really good," and I'm like, "What happened?" So it, okay, so it jumped on Netflix, is it? Yeah, Netflix happened? picked up the rights and it's on Netflix now and it's it's popular across the globe like it's in the the most watched list and you know the top 10s that Netflix have on their on their homepage now it's it's mm. always up there like when I've been checking every day and yeah there was like oh have you heard of this and it's like yes heard of this years ago watched it told you it was great <laughs> heard of but you commu- never watched like, it if people have only just been disco- sorry that was a burp and people have only been discovering community yeah that's that's concerning community like community is like one of those things where like dudes you've been using the gifts Mm -hmm. like you can't pretend like you didn't know this this show didn't exist or whatever yeah so that's that's a completely unrelated gripe that i have like something that really grinds my gears is when someone tries to educate me on a tv show that's been out for years (laughs) that we've been talking about people need to watch like i'm like come on Uh, come on here that um for some reason like there's a lot of like uh, australian shows that are now appearing on netflix over here and i don't know if you remember but there was like a cooking show with adriano zumbo oh yeah um the the dessert one yeah it's like a competition like a cooking Um, competition zumbo it got canned uh, zumbo's just desserts that's it that's the one it's great, but that guy is so, so boring. My he, God. The personality of a slapped fish. But, like, he also is on the sweet one, Sugar Rush. He's yes. now a judge on the new season of Sugar Rush. I'm like, why him? So I guess it's because he's, like, ref- I hate that he's referred to as this because he is boring. The Willy Wonka of, mm-hmm. like, desserts. And I'm like, he has no personality. Um, So, but in here, it's on Netflix, and they call it a Netflix exclusive or a Netflix production. I'm like, no, it ah. wasn't. It was on Channel 7. <laughs> yeah, it was. Maybe they just bought all the rights so now they Maybe. can say it as that. Yeah. But I like, and there was like another show where I'm like, no, this is not a Netflix exclusive. What the fuck are you on about? All right. So that makes sense if they bought the rights. So yeah. But yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. 
Yeah, allegedly, old. Uh, even though we're down a completely different rabbit hole now, there's a there's a chance that our neighbours could get the ass in the next year or so. Apparently, the ratings have fallen through the roof. Is and Home and um, Away still on? Home and Away still kicking as well, oh. but there's potential that neighbours could get axed in the coming years, allegedly. But it uh, was that's the all I want to say one. about that. Yeah, they're both they're both equally as poo. But anyway. oh yeah. But like yeah. you know how like your household was either a neighbor's household or a home and away household. Mm-hmm. We were a home and away household. Okay, yeah, it was tough because home and away was always at like seven o'clock, and a lot of the time Seinfeld episodes started airing at seven when we were kids on Channel Ten, so uh, we'd sort oh. of pivot that way. Hmm. Yes, but anyway, something that is the opposite of shit and that is shop8bit.net, the best web store nice. in the game. <laughs> Head on over there, pick up some sexy merch. Uh, we've just released the Eight Bit Thrasher tee. Uh, which is an absolute gem of a design. Don't want to talk it up too much because uh, I made that one myself, but I feel pretty proud. My Photoshop skills are still there. <laughs> but check it out. Uh, and when you're done checking that out, obviously, audiotechnica.com, audiotechnica.com.au for the AU-based listeners. Get the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables. You want in-ear, you want over-ear, you want noise cancelling, you want Bluetooth. It is all there all at a very respectable price, and it's going to give you the best audio fidelity in the game. So check that out. Obviously, 8bitnation.net is a good central hub to give you direct links to our Patreon, to our YouTube, to our Discord, all that stuff. Make sure you follow along and get amongst the chatter on those hubs. When you're done checking that out, be sure to rate, review, subscribe us and all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8 because those reviews and ratings help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. But my goodness gracious me, let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. And the first one, Control doing more Control-like things as far <laughs> as upgrades and reducing or redacting said upgrade and whatever else. So uh, this little bit of news comes via way of Polygon. And the headline was, Control's PS4 owners get, then lose, Ultimate Edition granting next-gen upgrade. Launch date gaff on PlayStation Store makes a fishy explanation even fishier. Owners of Control's Digital Deluxe Edition on PlayStation 4 reported Thursday that they, briefly, uh, that they briefly had access to the game's recently launched Ultimate Edition, which contradicts an explanation publisher 505 Games gave in August for why Digital Deluxe owners could not be upgraded con- to Control's version for the next generation consoles. Consumers already upset by what they perceive to be a fishy explanation about upgrades are now even more riled up. And I'm riled up after reading that paragraph. That was a messy thing to read. (laughs) Polygon, what are you doing? Users in a couple of recent era threads first noticed the early access early Thursday morning around the time of Control Ultimate Edition's midnight September 10th launch. One commenter reported that PSN told them that they own Control's Ultimate Edition and after deleting it from their console in order to test what would be re-downloaded, found that the console was receiving the Ultimate Edition and that the game's Deluxe Edition was gone from the store. Control Ultimate Edition, which includes all of the 2019 game's updates and both of its expansions, launched on August 27, alongside the Awe expansion crossing over the Remedy's Alan Wake franchise. The Digital Deluxe Edition, which was available on the game's original August 27, 2019 launch date, also included access to both expansions, making it effectively the same product, just without the free download of the PlayStation 5 version. So it seems like it's not even a different skew. It's literally the same bundle as what was previously offered, wrote Reset Era Ezipsis. It would be pretty shitty if base game plus season pass holders are left out of this, in quotes, upgrade. So my goodness gracious, where we're seeing a lot of these buy now, free upgrade for next gen, for the majority of publishers out there, 
505 just doing some weird things with this. I don't know why. Like maybe there's some kind of weird licensing agreement in the back end that they're just not talking about that prohibits this. And they're just trying to get as much blood out of this stone as they can. But man, it's just baffling to me. Yeah, it's left a lot of people pretty sour because I believe the whole concept was that, yeah, it would be like essentially a different skew, like a different Mm. product. So, oh, we can't do it. We can't do it. Actually, I think I remember the backlash or like, you know, the outrage when they like first announced it, like saying like, oh, no, sorry, this is not what we're going to be able to do with the new gen consoles. So the fact that this kind of happened and it's now proven like, no, you kind of can you can literally flick a switch obviously somewhere and it can be done it just like now puts you know five or five in a really bad light and i feel bad for remedy too because i'm assuming five or five games essentially holds like all control on how the games mm. you know sold on the storefront so this has left an extremely sour taste in people's like mouths going through a lot of the comments, a lot of Twitter threads and everything like that. Everyone's just saying, this is shit. This is absolutely fishy practice. Like, so unfortunately, like this game, what it won game of the year for. Yeah. Like that's, that's the hardest part about this. Like this game came out to a lot of critical acclaim, won many awards, uh, Mm. got praised highly universally, pretty much. Like I love this game. It was a fantastic, uh, little bit of a sleeper hit when it came out like people were excited for it but didn't i guess no one expected it to be this good and this unique and the the world they built and the characters really cool and really eerie and as we've said like very um x-files-esque which uh i'm all about but yeah then on the back of this these weird business practices just being shady Mm. like like I guess it weaves into some of the shady underbelly of the game. Maybe they're trying to to take some of the game storylines and embed it into their real life business practices to make <laughs> make it I don't know a, a, a multi universe thing. I don't know, but it just sort it out. Just commit to it and say, yep, if you've got it, you're going to get the upgrade because everybody's doing it. Yeah, and that's the biggest. I I think that is the biggest problem is that a lot of other companies that like Cyberpunk was it Cyberpunk that's been the most vocal about saying like. No, you buy it once and that's it. You get the upgrade. So, yeah, I, like, I think that a lot of people are just seeing it as a greedy money grab. It's like saying, yep. nope, sorry, we can't do it. And, like, literally, like, I, like, there was news articles or press releases about them saying, no, sorry, we totally can't do it. Trust us, we tried and it can't mm. be done. And then for it to happen like this and being like, oh, can't be done, can it? Like, yeah, exactly. so it just looks shady. It's, it's it unfortunate. Does- it's so dodgy. And this is what we're going to say before we move on to the next one. It's official. You suck. All right. The next bit of news. <laughs> Xbox Series X is a thing. And obviously, so is the Series X. We've grabbed a little bit of our information here from our pressstart.com.au. So thanks to Shannon and his crew. Everything has unfolded quite quickly this past week with Microsoft finally revealing the Xbox Series S before announcing Australian prices and release dates. Given pre-orders won't start until September 22nd, you've got a bit of time to work out which console that you want. Xbox Xbox has now revealed the final specs for both the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, and it's hard to deny that both are great value for what you're getting. So we've got a couple of bolded hit points here sort of comparing the two consoles. Uh, The first one we're going to tackle here is size. So the main differences from a physical point of view is that the Xbox Series S is roughly 60% smaller than the Xbox Series X. It looks so cute. Maybe we could... It does look cute. Like, we could jump off here. Like, the design is very different. Very different. Like, um, 
the the big uh, ventilation set, uh, sphere on the top of this thing or the side i guess depending on how you're laying this thing out is it's very unique very very different and break away from the design like it's got the old xbox one s color palette and shape to it but then it's got this weird big black round circle on the top for ventilation and aesthetics <laughs> I agree. A lot of people are like, why didn't you just make the vent white? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't know if there is like a technical reason why the vent had to be black. Um, but I mean, aesthetically, it doesn't bother me too much. I don't think it's like that much of a bigger deal. If you don't really like it, you know, place it in a, a way that so the vent is, you know, away from your, like your viewing. But mm. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't mind the design. I don't mind the design at all. And seeing a lot of photos and videos doing the rounds now of people holding this console mm. and comparing it to like a PS4 or an Xbox One, uh, it is tiny, this thing. Like it is a really great little form factor. Yeah. Uh, and to get this kind of power out of it, it's really impressive. Uh, one other thing we're talking is the disk drive. So the Xbox Series S has no disk drive, meaning you'll only be able to purchase games digitally or play them using Xbox Game Pass. So... This little this little unit, uh, two ninety nine AUD, which is a shit hot price, mind you. Mm. Um, it is it is your, your Game Pass stream machine console. Like it is a lower end spec machine compared to the X, but it is just going to be used for X Cloud if you're in places outside of Australia. It is your your Game Pass stream box. It is it is awesome. But I got no issues with disk drives. I I buy so many of my games digitally these days. I mean, back in Australia when I had really shitty internet, this kind of aspect would actually, it, it kind of, like it would semi-bother me. It's like, man, I could have gotten a cheaper console, but because of my shitty internet, it's just not viable for me. But <laughs> now that I'm, you know, over here with great speeds and everything like that, I can see, like, I'm like, cool, a cheap console, everything's through the cloud, no need to carry discs around. So, yeah, sounds good to me. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So on the storage front, the Xbox Series S SSD is half the size of the X, so you're getting 512 gig as opposed to one terabyte. They are still using the same SSD technology. Obviously, uh, your solid state drives are going to enable you know super fast load times, which is which is one of the biggest biggest things jumping into this next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking performance targets, the Xbox Series S is targeting games running at 1440p at 60 FPS or up to 120 FPS depending on the games, while the Xbox Series X is targeting games running at 4K at 60 FPS or up to 120 FPS. Obviously, this is due to the fact that while the consoles have the same CPUs, the AMD RDNA 2 GPU in the Xbox Series S is a little less powerful. On paper, it sounds like the Xbox Series S is less powerful than the Xbox One X, but it uses the RDNA 2 technology more efficiently to get better results. So... There will be a slight drop in graphical fidelity. You're going to have a little less resolution, but 1440p is still pretty decent mm. IMO. A lot of games are running at 1080p these days with no issue. I think the biggest takeaway is the FPS, like minimum 60 up to 120. That's where you're going to notice a big difference as far as rendering and, and movement and just overall smoothness of the game. Mm. Yes, but and like with the Xbox Series X saying that they're running games like, you know, at like 4K at 60 frames per second like the 4k element is that still really sketchy on like what games will actually be at that caliber i think for the xbox series x it's pretty much almost hard and fast that any game on the x will be running at 4k almost just natively from what i can see there might be a few that probably would scale back to like a 1440p but maybe at a high frame rate but 
all the all the big triple A's and all the chatter is they're all looking to just be 4K out the box. That so makes sense. The triple A's. That's yeah. juicy. Very juicy. Obviously, the same games are going to be functioning across both the X and the S. Uh, there isn't any any sort of confirmation if there will be any killer differentiators, but one of the big things Microsoft have always been talking about is, you know, we want you to play the games you want to play on whatever console you want to play. So Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. You buy a game on, on the Microsoft or the Xbox ecosystem, it'll work on any four of those consoles, hypothetically. So great, so great, should. great. I'm sorry, but that shouldn't be a question. I know. But when you look at Sony coming out and they're like, there's no backwards compatibility here, yeah. suck it. But if you want your exclusives, you know, we're still the, the lead dog in that race for the moment. So, yeah, so that sort of weaves in on backwards compatibility. I think we need to sort of dive too heavily on that outside of obviously um, older, older accessories. So my mm-hmm. Elite controller will work on the Series X or the Series X, which is awesome. And then your smart delivery, uh, which will also still exist. Awesome. Quick resume which uh, ties nicely into the SSD discussion earlier. So super fast load for games and you can have up to three games suspended at once, which I think is really cool. So if you were playing a single player experience, then you and I jumped on and played some Apex and then I wanted to play something else. I could jump in and resume those games that having to do a hard, hard start from the initial load screen. So I love that little... It's like a little, like it's nothing major, but I think it's sort it matters, of an underrated yeah. little feature. I, I, I kind of get that. Like once, and then you know what the biggest issue is, is that once you like get these consoles and you experience that, you will notice it going backwards. Like if you go, you know, to a previous console, you would probably get really edgy on like the kind of loading times between games. So yeah, it's something so small and simple, but it will make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, something else that is simple but could make a difference is expandable storage. So, uh, yeah, you can use proprietary expandable storage uh, via Seagate. Don't have pricing and there's only a one terabyte uh, hard drive expansion at the moment. But uh, you can also use an external uh, hard disk drive as well, but only for your Xbox One games. But it's cool that you can still add to the, the backend storage if you're having more games installed digitally instead of having to potential potentially juggle your library and uninstall this to fit that and vice versa so mm. yeah uh, both consoles will have hdmi 2.1 output and we'll get dolby vision for games in the future and that obviously means um output at 4k 120 fps and dolby, dolby vision is going to be bringing that juicy juicy hdr to consoles and games at a, at a later date uh, so that is that is nice. That is nice. There is uh, some in-depth specs. If you can, you can Google it and find the the real sort of nitty gritty. Uh, the GPU power is obviously the big one. Everyone wants to know about the teraflops. So we're getting four on the 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 Series S. We're twelve point five, uh, twelve point one five teraflops on the Xbox Series X. So we're talking three times the grunt, uh, and that is a trillion floating operations per second is what teraflops stands for. So that is the amount of processes that the, the GPU can handle, which is going to increase your graphical fidelity and make these games look buttery and sexy and juicy. So, yeah, all the flops, baby. <laughs> all them flops. All them flops. But as far as AUD pricing goes, yeah, so I mentioned two ninety nine dollars um, earlier for the Series X. That's in US. So it's four ninety nine dollars for the Series S in Australian dollars or seven forty nine. dollars 
RRP for the Xbox Series X. So, I got so excited because you said it was two ninety nine Australian. I'm like, oh fuck, it's cheaper in America. <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty dollars in America. Yeah. Oh yeah, no sacrificial blood either. Um, yeah. I mean, I is like Australia happy with those prices because I know some Canadians did some conversions and they were a bit scared. I'm I'm happy with that. Like, I remember we were sort of hype, um, hypothesizing about where these consoles would come in at, and I I felt in my bones and in my waters that it was going to be about eight hundred bucks. So for it to come in at seven forty nine, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm fine with that. I got no no qualms, especially with the technology jump. And the backwards, like all those things we just talked about, the fact that all my games are going to come with it. Like I'm not saying goodbye to my old collection. So games mm. that I'm still completing, I can migrate to this platform. So 750 or 749 as a base price. Like obviously they're going to be doing some mad console bundles and stuff through JB yeah, and EB. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm happy with that. 749 is great. I guess sometimes the um, pricing can seem a little confronting, especially when the majority of like, you know, like press releases just overall just like pictures that are present on social media they're usually advertising the american price it's predominantly the most forward facing so when you are used to seeing the u.s price points but then you actually go and find out what your local currency is it's it can be a bit confronting especially when something much nicer is being like shown to you constantly so yeah, but 749 is not bad. Like EB are doing some pretty sweet trade-in offers for okay. Xbox One uh, S or X consoles or PS4 consoles and stuff where you trade in your Xbox console. I think it's like the One X. If you trade that in uh, and say you put it towards an Xbox One S, it's going to cost you about $200 difference. So to jump to new hardware, stronger hardware for a few hundred bucks, like it's still money, don't get me wrong, but it's a lot easier to, to swallow as opposed to just dropping that money cold. So there's mm. there's options available, but yeah, seven forty nine, I'm down. Like when the when the pre orders go live later this month, I'll be be day one in this bad boy while we still wait for PlayStation to come out and say, Here's your date, here's your price. Like next week it's, it's gotta happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Something else on the uh, on the Xbox discussion. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will now include EA Play from this coming holiday season. Yes, you heard that correctly. The best deal in gaming keeps getting better. From this holiday season, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC will get EA Play at no additional cost. Game Pass Ultimate users will be able to access EA Play games on all Xbox consoles plus Windows 10 PCs. While Games Pass Pass PC members naturally just get access to the PC version. Xbox also notes that some EA Play games will also be available for Game Pass Ultimate users to play on Android services through xCloud. EA games supported by the streaming service, uh, EA games supported by the streaming service have not yet been announced. An EA Play membership, previously known as EA Access and Origin Access on PC, unlocks full access to over 60 EA games, including FIFA 20, Titanfall 2, Need for Speed Heat, Battlefield 5, the Mass Effect games, and the Sims series. Fuck yeah. It also provides free trials of up to 10 hours for brand new games not currently part of the membership, including the upcoming FIFA 21, as well as some members-only challenges and rewards. So, goddamn, this is uh, this is sneaky good. And uh, Xbox just doing more positive customer-centric deals. And I'm surprised EA did this because yeah. they love <laughs> they bleeding don't. you for every penny. You know, they want a nickel and dime you however they can with loot crates and things like that. Oh, come on, Microsoft obviously knew that they needed some extra oomph 
you know, like, uh, to be honest, we always, always praise Xbox Game Pass. Um, we were happy with how it was, but then just mm-hmm. to already have this addition to it, I mean, Titanfall 2, you know how many times I think about that game and how fun and amazing just Titanfall in general is? It'd be nice to be able to just go, fuck yeah, Titanfall, and just load it up, you know? Play by it's, myself. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I Shout out to Titanfall, uh, and especially Titanfall 2, didn't get anywhere near the praise and, and you know, mm. move units move that it deserved because it's a phenomenal phenomenal game but i think this is just the first step in amalgamating these services and maybe we're going to see down the line this ea play membership that's merged in with game pass we're going to see the ea day one exclusive available day one on game pass as well like what we're seeing with the xbox owned titles maybe we're going to start seeing some of that too which would be a huge power play Mm. a huge power play like um it's just awesome like more value like playing all these existing franchises and i love the the little 10 hour trial for brand new games just to sort of dip a toe do you like it after 10 hours yep then you just you know pay pay for it in full or whatever through the the ea store or maybe just through the the game pass like through the xbox marketplace now so yeah nice work to ea and nice work to to xbox for for sort of getting this deal over the line because it is fantastic yeah, and like especially such a significant title as FIFA. I feel like FIFA was always a guaranteed purchase for EA like every single fucking year. Yeah. So like to like throw it on top of this, I'm wondering if it's one of those like kind of like mentalities of, oh, but if you buy this, you can play FIFA and then they can get exposed to other titles and then just mm-hmm. keep the subscription up. Like maybe it's like a like a conversion kind of thing, like a sell up essentially. Yeah, so yeah, your Fifas, your Maddens, you know, the next Star Wars games, stuff like that, oh, like fuck. all these awesome little hooks. So uh, it's huge. Obviously, Apex is a free free to play game, but that's that's under this uh, this banner as well. But yeah, a lot of a lot of quality, a lot of quality. So I gotta confess, like I said, Origin. I was like, oh, Apex. I'm like, dickhead. That's already free. <laughs> But maybe it'll incentivize you and give you some some free credits or something like that. Some give coins me some free or... lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably use a few of them too. And the last bit of news, uh, we're not going to really deep dive and go through everything, but uh, we had the Ubisoft Forward September 2020, uh, which ran about 30 hours ago, give or take now. Uh, and it was its second Ubisoft Forward uh, live stream event this, this year so far. Just wanted to sort of uh, table this and say anything you wanted to like bring to the discussion, anything that you thought was was worthy and stands out. Um, I've never played it, but I've had a lot of people tell me that the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game is amazing, and um, I believe it was the it was a game that was cancelled because it was taken off, like it was only a digital release, and then it was never available. Apparently, like everyone said, it just got kind of taken away. So I think this is definitely one that just like jumped on my radar of like, I should be excited about playing this game. Um, The other one that kind of um, shocked me was the Immortals Phoenix Rising, which we originally saw called Gods and Monsters, right? Yeah, I hate the rename. I thought Gods and Monsters was a great name. This Immortals Phoenix Rising (laughs) is such a dumb name now, but it looked good. It's alright. Like it looked fine. I don't know if it's necessarily something that would be majorly on my radar. Like it wouldn't be my I have to play this, but it could be, you know, you know, something to like maybe dabble in further down the line. 
Um, I also want to get a mention to the VR uh, Far Cry. Did you see that? Yeah, that that was a bit interesting. Everyone's like, we're going to see more Far Cry 6. Yeah, we're going to see some more Giancarlo. And then we get Far Cry VR. Well, it was more the case where I was actually, like, I don't have VR, but there was, like, you know, um, seeing, like, Bass, um, like, in VR. And I'm like, you can play this game in VR. And then it's like, no, it's actually specifically connected to VR centers. So, like, I don't know how major it is in Australia, but now a lot of malls here in America, they'll have, like, VR, like, almost like arcades, you know? Like, you we, go We've got there. a few popping up. Yeah. But with COVID, it's all like... Yeah, no, nah. exactly. <laughs> and, like, I think that that will be the downfall. I think after COVID, a lot of people will be like, yeah, no, I ain't sharing my face sweat with someone else. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of shitty. I was kind of like, oh, VR Far Cry, and it's like, only at these places. It's like, mm. Yeah, asterisk fine print. Mm. I, I guess the biggest one that got the uh, the, the gaming community uh, tight in the pants was the <laughs> Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. Did so, it, uh some people, some people. So this game was a 2003 release, pretty good 3D platform, but they're doing a full ground up remake coming out next January, like 2021, January 21. Um, I'm like, yeah, okay, like I enjoyed the game, but it didn't pioneer or like, <laughs> it's not on my mantle as one of the best games of all time. Definitely not for me. Um, but what we saw, that wasn't the remake, right? I hope not, because it looked That's, very much a lot like of people the OG said, footage. Like, is that what we're getting? <laughs> I think it might be, though, which is this, the sad part. Like, someone I'm goes, like, oh. like, someone goes, oh, sweet, we're getting remade to a PlayStation 2 standard. Like, like, like there's a lot of um, clips that people have taken where they've just shown, like, really poorly like like lit areas like really bad like depth of field and just other areas where just it doesn't look like it's been remastered at all so you're right i did see like a few people get super excited for it but then at the same time like a lot of people like is this what we're getting though like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i don't know yeah is it a game that people ask for (laughs) i wasn't overwhelmed or completely underwhelmed i was whelmed whelmed (laughs) (laughs) just like okay yeah okay like cool but i'm i'm with you like if that's that'd be probably close to the finished product like if this game's launching in four months time we're not going to see a huge jump from what we saw yesterday so mm. good on you like it's just this blind nostalgic love that we have of things uh and it's just it seems to be very much lost on you and i with a lot of this nostalgia stuff like i'm like cool i can appreciate that and happy happy for people to get excited but I don't think I'm going to pick this up unless it's cheap or if someone slings me a copy to play and review and talk about. Like, I don't think I want to drop 60 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever they're going to say this this is going to be priced at. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But a lot of other announcements. Uh, if you want to sort of see the full ins and outs, just jump on YouTube. You can watch the full uh, um, UB Forward event in its entirety on there or there's plenty of plenty of good content over on IGN or press start do some pretty good deep dives on what happened there so check that out uh let's quickly pivot into this new releases and events um a couple of a couple of big big games coming out this week uh the crisis remastered mm. uh is landing on September 18/19 for for AU listeners on obviously PlayStation 4 Xbox 1 and the PC and uh Super Mario 3D All-Stars which was only announced you know, less than a fortnight ago via mm. the Mario 35th Direct. 
Uh, it's dropping on September 18th slash 19th for AU. And uh, on that same date as well, WWE 2K Battlegrounds is coming out. So, so yeah, it really does. But I think I kind of want to play it. <laughs> I knew, like, I know that this is kind of one of those things where you're like, yeah, it looks stupid, but I will play it. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> to me, yeah, just that's silly. That's just one of my many mantras. It's like, that looks stupid or that is stupid, but I want to play it or I want to do it. I want to see it like... Yeah, I'll learn one day. I'll learn one day. But let's uh let's move into the second last part of the pod. Tweet of the week. And this tweet comes via way of at Phase Clan, and the tweet itself reads: "The most lit channel on Twitch belongs to at T Pain." If you didn't know, and we're just going to play. There's a 59 second video clip, uh, just showing his new uh his new sort of Twitch stream intro that. He just cranked out, so let's play it in full. Live. Look, we about to get it bracking in this bitch. You just tuned into the littest channel on Twitch. And I am T Pain, you know the OG. So when you think of legends, I am one of those kings. Oh, please, get on both knees. I'm your host tonight, but feel free to host me. I'm a big brainer, pro gamer, other channels, lamos. They know namers, five subs, 20 subs, 50. I can't put money in the bank because it won't fit in. I stay loyal to my royals and you know I can't switch. Take the trash outside. Better get out of my face, bitch. That's what's up. Hey, 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 that's what's up. Let's go, check. What an absolute... Boss. The best intro I think I've just about ever seen on Twitch. Like, the second I saw it during the week, I was just fucking banging my head, tapping my foot, going, yeah, buddy. It was so good, like, watching him do it, like, you know, just, like, rapping this intro live. And you guess he's so hyped up. But I always lose my shit when everyone, like, when anyone uses a freaking air horn. I don't know why I laugh. Like, I just, it's just such a stupid satirical noise now to me that I just crack up laughing. But it's so good. So good. Like, that's what I was mentioning, like, a week or so back when we were talking about um, Logic. Was it Logic that is going back to Twitch and everything? Oh, my God. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. it was, like, the most boring stream, apparently. Um, but, like, you know, talking about all these other, like, musicians and entertainers. Actually, I'm about to also go on to another news story about WWE trying to hold um, their wrestlers, telling them that they can't get, you know, these external... You can't use your names. Like, Paige changed herself to her original Soraya, um, her, her real birth name, as opposed, opposed to Paige WWE, because... Yeah, the WWE saying we we don't want you to use the potential licensed names that we own on other content because we're not getting a clip of that ticket. So I get it, but it's also dodgy. Oh so, yeah, especially if yeah. what happens if like your name is like pretty synonymous. Like is um is Xavier Woods like is he still WWE or because like he's pitching for G four? He's still WWE, but. I don't know if he's... I know he got injured, so I don't know if he's cleared to wrestle again, but yeah. he's still under that. But He's probably one he of the more smart. successful ones that's like yeah. kind of doing his own thing. And who did I stumble upon the other day? Is it Cicero? Cicero? Cesaro does it. He was um, playing League. Yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> so many of them do it. Like um, AJ Styles does it, but he owns 
that name. So oh, WWE can't change that. Uh, Rusev, who was Miro on there, who's also now debuted in AEW Unrelated, uh, does a lot. There's so many of them on there now, and it's very smart. Yeah. Very smart. Um, so, yeah, winding back. Because, yeah, it's back. just another stream of income. Yeah, like winding back and just seeing, like, these, like, you know, content creators, like these, like, entertainers, and usually, you know, T-Pain is, like, a household name. Like, a lot of people know who he is, but then seeing him just see this platform, uh, Twitch, and seeing, like, this is good and it's good for viewers and fans like seeing these people in a more accessible light like i said like I just, i'm not going to try his name again cicero cesaro cesaro <laughs> like just seeing him just playing league and interacting with the people in chat i'm like like i think we've talked about it like just removing that veil mm-hmm. that celebrity veil and just being like yeah. there's a real person under there so yeah the swiss superman like and it's it's cool to see a lot of these lot of these big personalities yeah breaking down that fourth wall like i was randomly scrolling through twitch i think just yesterday i was jumping on just to see who a few people i know what they're up to and i saw adriana chechik on there who's like a very famous porn star streaming on twitch i saw that and i was like oh okay fair enough she's playing four guys (laughs) and bless she was streaming at like 900 p resolution and she she couldn't understand that that's like she's like why i'm only at 900 frames i'm like (laughs) That's a lot of like I didn't I didn't comment and I only watched for like five minutes. But like that's a lot of frames. If it was the actual case, it's like that's your resolution and seeing her try and process that and then play this game and be completely disconnected, obviously to the the usual job she does. Like yeah. it's very different. It's getting fucked in a different way when it's full. <laughs> uh, <Yes. laughs> but like kudos to T Pain. It's good. It also sets a standard. Like it, it it helps like maybe a lot of other people to elevate themselves. Like we saw that Twitch has already re-signed fucking Ninja again. So, mm-hmm. you know, apparently you can do deals and disappear and talk shit about a company and then come back when the company that you signed up to fails and everything. The rich okay. get richer. Exactly. The rich get richer. It's so. just the world we live in. So yeah, Ninja is now He's made another bet out of money to go on top of the initial bet out of money that he sleeps on. Like, you, know, <laughs> you, you can't fault these people, yeah. But I guess it gets to a point where it's like, you earn too much money now. Give some away. I just don't think it gives too much of a positive, like, I worry about kids and them, like, saying, I'm not getting a job. I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to go study. I'm going to become a Twitch streamer. And then yep. just seeing them defeated expectations versus reality exactly yeah. so any anyone listening that's going to make content or planning to make content get your other shit in order first do some yeah. study have a job have this as your side hustle until it can become more don't just go i'm quitting this is my sole focus i'm streaming 12 hours a day every day like that's insane look after yourself look after your mental health your physical health develop some life skills yeah amen and that's our ted talk <laughs> So we do have a question of the week, but I want to maybe deep dive on this. So we might kick this can down the road to next week okay. uh, because it is a very heated discussion that it's I have much to say. It's a very intricate question, listeners. So you will want to come back next week and hear this very in-depth discussion. So Yeah. So we're going to end this on a cliffhanger. Anything you want to say before we uh, march on out of here, Miss Hart? No. I oh, yeah. Sorry. Go check out YouTube. We've uploaded a few videos this week. So um, head over there, subscribe if you haven't, um, and give a few clicks our way. Give us a thumbs up. Hell yeah. And that's what's up. <laughs> that was my T-Pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, Apion Nation. Much love. See you.
stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.